Welcome to How Did I Get This Far? Each episode will tackle the basic skills and knowledge that we all completely missed learning. Soon enough, you'll stop having to ask yourself, how did I get this far? On this episode of How Did I Get This Far, we talk about scams. What are some signs that you might be getting scammed? And if you fall for one, what should you do about it? And why do scammers even exist? Are they just heartless thieves or is there more to it? All that and more right now. Welcome to another episode of How Did I Get This Far, where we provide a secure space for you to learn valuable information without giving us your credit card number. Today's topic is all about different types of scams. My guest today is Rosie Okamura, a voice actor and singer-songwriter who has a popular YouTube page using her voice acting talents to prank scammers. Some of her YouTube videos have millions of views, which means many of us seem to relate to getting scammed. Welcome, Rosie. Hi, thank you for having me. Of course. So share with us, what made you start making these videos busting scammers? Um, about a year ago, my mom got scammed actually by one of those tech Microsoft Windows pop-up scams where a window pops up on your computer using the Microsoft logo. So it looks like really legit and your computer starts beeping. For someone who doesn't know better or even people who know a little bit, it's pretty scary. So it said she had a virus on her computer and to call this number and she called and she believed it uh-huh. and they had her sign up for a year subscription of antivirus software on her computer and to remove whatever was happening currently to her computer. So her computer was like beeping, she was freaking out and she was like, I'll just pay it, whatever. And then, you know, my sister and I had to go through and like change a bunch of her information because we're like, mom, that's a scam. And so it made me really mad. And I was like, do you still have that phone number that you called to quote unquote fix your computer? And she was like, yeah, I have it. I wrote it down. So I, you know, called the number and I pranked them for over an hour on a Facebook live video, which is the Kim Kardashian voice hour long video that's on my YouTube channel. And then after that, it just kind of blew up on its own. Someone posted it on Reddit and yeah, the rest is history. Here I am. It's just such a joy to watch the scammers get scammed. There's something so beautifully satisfying about that. So thanks for being that person. Absolutely. My pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) I've had chances of getting scammed a couple times. Luckily, nothing horrific has come of it. The first one was someone hacked into my friend's email when I was like in sixth grade. And it was my friend and her email said, hey, like I'm stuck in London can't get back. Uh, I need you to wire me money to get back. Fortunately, very on brand with my podcast, but I didn't know how to wire money. So I had to wait till my mom came home. And then she was like, Amanda, did you even ask your friend if she's in London? I was like, Oh, yeah, she never mentioned she was going there. And I texted her and she said, No, I'm, I'm home. (laughs) Wild. Yeah. But another one that's that's not computer related. I was studying abroad and I went on a weekend trip to Barcelona and there's this really popular park called Park Well where um, a lot of scammers happen to be. And oh, fun. yeah, I, I learned that Europe loves scams and <laughs> <laughs> there was this one and there you can Google this, just literally Google like puppet scam and puppet there is puppet scam. There's these little paper cutouts of popular cartoons with two little red uh, yarn strings for legs and then two buttons on the bottom for feet. And on the back was like this piece of black strip that kind of looked like a magnet. And then there was a boom box. Uh Uh-huh. This sounds like a weird dream. 
but I'm, <laughs> I'm following. I promise it's on the internet. But you can see um, these puppets, they're literally bouncing up and down side to side to the beat of the music coming out of the boom box. And okay. it looks like they're defying gravity, but the man will pick up an, uh, one of them, hold it up to the speaker of the boom box and say that the magnet on the back is picking up the sound waves of the music and then puts it back on the ground and they're back to the beat of the song. I knew there's no way this is true because that sounds insane. But at the same time, I'm like, this is science. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> and he wasn't charging a lot of money to buy them. So my friend and I were like, you know what? It's like six euros, which was like eight bucks. So like, we're going to just do it. So we buy it. We rush to the local McDonald's to like, connect to the Wi-Fi, play a song on our phone. And it wasn't working. It would just fall right to the ground. Then we waited till we got to a real boom box because we're like, maybe you need like a bigger sound. So then we did that and sure enough, it's falling to the ground. And that's how I discovered the YouTube pages saying that it's a scam. And then that magnet that he said was on the back picking up the sound waves was just more of that paper, like cardboard material. It was not a magnet at all. It wasn't even a magnet? No, <laughs> but he wouldn't let you touch them until you bought them, which were in a plastic bag. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, if you look it up, there's some kind of very thin, clear, like wire that's holding the puppets and gears mm. in the boombox. Interesting. Still pretty scientific and savvy. That's to me. a lot of work, but you yeah. know, to each your own. It makes for a good story. That's worth it. Yeah. I still, I kept the puppet because I was like, you know what? I like SpongeBob. <laughs> so some of the scams are way craftier and it's so easy to fall for. So what have been the most common scams that you've heard about? Well, there's definitely the IRS social security scam where, you know, you'll just get a random call saying, blah, 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 we have fraudulent activities in your social security number, da, 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 we're going to suspend your social security. And I'm like, what is going on? And they read a script talking about like, there was a car found at the border of Texas and it was registered in your name and there was illegal activity and there was blood in the car and they found like 30 tons of cocaine and blah, blah, blah. So it's one of those weird ones where they call and say that there was a fraudulent activity and they need to like, you know, clarify if it was you or not. And again, what's your social security number? And so they call with scary, threatening stories. So there's that one. There's the text scams, which is kind of like the pop-up scam that I already kind of went over that my mom fell for. There's so many different ones. You know, there's the Nigerian prince. There's Craigslist scams. So there are so many. I could go on and on and on, but those are probably the most popular ones. That's so alarming that you said some of them could be to an extreme story that it could not be true, but that somehow they've convinced you that it's true. We're all going through so many different things. You know, it just depends on someone's state of mind, which is really unfortunate because, for example, my mom is not good with computers and she's easily distracted and she just didn't want to deal with it, you know, because she was in the middle of something and whatever, had to get somewhere or go see my stepdad or whatever. And so she just wanted to get it over with. But had she been in a more relaxed mood or something, you know, she'd be like, what is going on here? You know, she has time to process it. So it could That's happen a to a lot of people. It's scary. Unless, you know, a lot of the red flags to look out for, which is kind of why I'm here. A big question would be, what is it that can kind of cue in that there's something fishy going on? Um, you know, it's the good old rule of if it seems too good to be true, it probably 
is mm-hmm. too good to be true. And like a floating um, puppet. <laughs> <laughs> that is so weird. I cannot wait to look that up. Um, <laughs> you know, it just kind of depends on what it is you're looking for. A lot of people get themselves in the middle of a scam. For example, you know, if you're looking for an, an apartment on Craigslist, you don't really feel like you're going to get scammed because it's you looking for an apartment and like you found this and you're reaching out. A lot of people think a lot of scams are like, Oh, someone's calling you and your friend's in jail or your friend needs money wired to them or, Hey, I'm a Nigerian prince and I've got all this money. And so when it's like you who is in control of what you're doing, you know, I'm looking for an apartment. So I'm going to email this person and, Oh, they're out of town. Here's this sob story. Why they can't show me the apartment, but they're going to mail me the keys. You just have to stay vigilant of this doesn't seem normal. You know, a lot of the things on Craigslist are, um, if you're selling something, a lot of people will be like, Oh, I'd love to buy that. Let me just mail you this check or whatever. And let's say, you know, you're selling a coffee table for $300 the scammer will send you a check for $500 and be like, Oh, oops. Like I accidentally sent too much. Like, I'm so sorry. My mind was somewhere else. Do you mind sending me the $200 back? And you're like, of course, like, I'm not going to take that money. I, you know, I don't want to do that. I'm going to send it back. And then what happens is, you know, it's a fake check and it takes a few days for the bank to recognize that. But by the time that happens, you've already sent the $200 back. So it's like one of those things where if it just seems like off or weird, go with your gut don't ever give out your information unless you're calling someone to do that. Like if you're calling your bank, you know, from your phone to their number, you know, cause a lot of times, um, banks aren't calling you, but people, the scammers will get the real number and spoof their phone number. It happens through text message too, where, you know, they're trying to confirm these purchases. They're like, this seems fishy. I want to Google the number and make sure it's really them. And you Google it and it turns out to, yeah, that's the Chase Bank number or that's Wells Fargo. But what's happening a lot of times is these scammers are able to spoof a number. So you can type in any number you want and it will show up on someone's caller ID as exactly what you want it to. So unless you're calling your bank, don't give out your information. You can't ever be too vigilant. And like, if it is your bank calling you, hang up and just call them back. You know, like you might lose a couple minutes, but just hang up and call them back yourself because you just never know. And all the stuff on Craigslist, you know, if someone's not able to do something in person, but that's kind of how the scam works is they say they're out of town and they're going to mail you the keys and, oh, just give us this deposit. You know, we can just do PayPal or Western Union. There's just so many red flags that it's crazy, but a lot of the times they just seem normal. So be careful. Yeah. I've definitely gotten a lot of emails from my banks or quote unquote from my banks that say, Hey, like you haven't paid or something like that. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, I've been good with that. So something seems weird there. And then I'll click on the email and it'll be some weird long string of letters and numbers for an email address. I'm like, there's no way that a professional bank would ever do that. Yeah. That's the thing too. Like always click on the name. Cause I'll get that too. And then it'll be like, you know, chase bank security at gmail.com. But yeah. they change the name. Like when you get the incoming email, when it says who it's from, it says like Chase Bank because they put that right. as a first and last name. So right. just look at the details, man. That's that's good that you did that. I mean, that's something that I, I always keep my eye out for and I'll forward the email. And same with Apple. That happens with Apple too. Ah. But, it'll, but it'll go to my like AOL, which <laughs> to be honest, still use my AOL email. Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> AOL. <laughs> I still use it for like junk stuff. So sometimes if I get an email to that account, 
all know that it's fake. Yeah. There's a lot of like phishing emails like that. I get a lot of them actually as a YouTuber, I get all these emails. They're just like phishing emails from fake scammers, like posing as YouTube saying I got a copyright strike or a video was removed and it looks really official. I'm like, click on this, like to blah, 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 file the claim that you didn't do this. And I'm, it looks so real. And even the email address, they were able to spoof most of it. So it says like at youtube.de or something weird. So it looks like at first glance, it's real. Um, and then a bunch of weird scammers always try to hack into my Facebook page for my YouTube channel. And what they do is like, they offer, Hey, we'd love to pay you for like sponsored ads or like to run ads on your Facebook account. Like, would you be open to that? I get them so often, like five a day. And it's so obvious it's a scammer, but you know, people fall for it because they're like, Oh, why not? Like whatever. And what you do is you add this person as a page manager and they take your page and steal it and block you. So it's wow. crazy. They're getting more and more creative. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Um, have you ever literally just asked a scammer why they do it, how they got into it? Have you ever had that conversation? Pretty often, actually. A lot of people have called me the scammer whisperer. <laughs> I love Because that. I am probably like half the time able to, if I'm in the mood, to get that out of them. Usually they're kind of a-holes. I'm like, I don't care about your life story. <laughs> so, I mean, I have actually befriended a scammer. His name is Prince Lee. Like actually named that? Or <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Prince Lee. It's so funny. I was like, that is so funny for so many reasons. Um, he is from Nigeria. I met him through him trying to scam me on Twitter posing as JC Chazé, but he didn't do his research to realize that JC and I follow each other on Twitter and he's a friend of mine. <laughs> and so this person oh, is scamming, didn't do their homework. And I kept this scammer going for like a week because it was so funny. It was like one of the funniest things. And, you know, at the end I was like, you know, I know you're scamming deep down. You're probably hurting and you're probably desperate or, you know, I'm sure you're not this bad person. Like, why are you doing this? And, you know, they kind of put up a fight, like, no, I'm really JC. And I'm like, stop. <laughs> and so, like, I, I have been able to ask people, and a lot of it is desperation. And their friend told them, like, hey, this works. Like, if you ever really need money, like, people in America are stupid and rich. And, you know, they don't need the money. Like, a lot of, a lot of scammers are under the impression that everyone in America is super rich and selfish and greedy. So they have this view of Americans. Well, some of us are, not me. <laughs> but, you know, they just have this, this view that America's full of money and we don't really need it. So they don't, have, they don't feel guilty because they think that we don't need it. So they don't realize that a lot of us are poor. People aren't really as rich as they think. But yeah, a lot of it's just desperation. And I've straight up just ask people on the phone in the middle of like a live stream like why are you doing this like don't you feel guilty and a lot of them are like yeah I just like I don't have a choice like there's not any work for me here and another time I asked one they didn't realize they were like a student and they got the job online they like filled out a thing to work at a call center and blah, blah, blah. And they didn't know that it was a scam because their job was just to answer the phone and transfer it to someone else 
who runs the scam and who did know. And they're like, I had no idea. Like my only job is to answer this phone and get this amount of information out. And then I just transferred. I thought I was really working at a tech call center. He was like, I was wondering why the turnover is so high here. And it's all like young students. And he's like, it's weird because people only work here for like two weeks and I never see them again. He's like, now it's kind of clicking. So some people don't even know. Wow. That makes me feel a bit better that there's like a soul behind that person. Yeah. And I I totally get that belief that America's full of money and that we're selfish. I feel like that's portrayed a lot in the media that that's how we are. So yeah, I I get it. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. What kind of information are these scammers looking for? What is the most common stuff that they're asking for? And how are they getting this information besides just asking us? Yeah, they get the information a lot of different ways and for a lot of different reasons. The easiest thing that they do is, you know, they get your social security number and do God knows what with it. (laughs) A lot of the tech scammers will, what happens is you call because you see this pop up and you're like, oh no. And they're like, you know what, we're just going to access your computer together. Go to this website. It's called teamviewer.com, which is like, it's kind of like Zoom, but for your computer screen so that you give this person access to your computer and then, you know, they have access to everything that you've ever done on your computer and they can click on Wells Fargo and see that your password is saved and see what it is. So they gain access to your computer and all your personal information. The gift card scam is one that I kind of forgot to go over where you get a voicemail and it says like, Hey, you want a shopping voucher? We're doing a promotional thing. And then you call and they're like, okay, you just have to pay like a small processing fee, like a shipping and handling. It's like $2 and you're like, oh, well, I'll pay that. Here's my debit card to pay for the shipping. And then they have your debit card information. And then another thing, the social security scams are so weird because they ask you to pay with like eBay gift cards and like Amazon gift cards. And they do that for the IRS scams too. And people our age have fallen for it. It's wild. Like I have a really close friend who got, you know, an Apple iCloud scam and they're like, okay, well, you're just going to have to pay us with Apple gift cards. And she was like, okay. And she went to the store and bought them and scratched off the number. And then like later she never heard from them again. And she was like, oh, oops. Like, so why your social security number? They want access to your computer so they can have your bank login. They want your debit card information, your first, middle, and last name. They want your birthday. And then they want eBay cards. Which is <laughs> but Princely told me those eBay cards sell for cash in his country. And so if you have those, like, it's as good as money. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking, like, oh, I guess, like, yay for getting Apple gift cards. But then what? Are they just waiting to buy Apple products? No, they're selling them. Mm -hmm. If you think you've been scammed, what is the right thing to do? Should you be reporting it? Do you call 911? Should they just call you and have have you scam them back? (laughs) Well, first report it if possible. It's kind of hard because a lot of the scams are happening out of state or out of the country from where you are. And you know, who are you going to call? You know, it's like you can call your the police here, but they're going to be like, okay, like, why do I care about some person in blah, blah, blah land? What am I going to do about it? And there's even a documentary on BBC featuring one of my friends on YouTube, Jim Browning, and he was able to like hack into these scam centers and he got in touch with local authorities there 
to let them know and they're like there's really not much we can do so there are ways to report things like if you go to usa.gov there's a place online to report like internet fraud and scams and stuff so i will always do that first and report accounts and save screenshots of stuff just because you never know and um a lot of scammers will use paypal or try to use venmo or cash app and i've had a lot of luck on twitter dming paypal support and venmo support and blah 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 and just reporting the account and giving them the information so that they can look into it and at least you know suspend that person's account and block their ip address from ever signing them up for an account again so that's been really helpful do you like free stuff Sounds too good to be true, but I promise this is for real. Rush Crush is a premium apparel company creating modern designs for sororities, brides, and more. For my listeners, Rush Crush is offering a free How Did I Get This Far t-shirt with purchase. That's right. Pick out something fab from Rush Crush, use promo code THISFAR at checkout, and then you will officially represent as one of the first fans of the podcast. Again, just go to www.shoprushcrush.com, select at least one item at $10 or more, and get a How Did I Get This Far t-shirt free with code T-H-I-S-F-A-R this far. Additional details and show notes. That's good to know that there's a set outlet now if you really want to report it and feel like you did something. You should just go to USA.gov or to just e- forward an email to the real company, I think is at least something I do. I don't care. I don't know if they care, but. Yeah. Um, I think that's, you know, just reaching out to the company has more effect than calling the cops. Yeah. When I was younger and MySpace came out, I didn't even want to put my last name out there. And now I have pretty much all my information on my social mm. media. So what's the limit? Like what should we be making sure we don't have on there? What are some guidelines you would say? Oh my gosh. For me, I'm pretty locked down just because of the YouTube thing. Like I have a fake last name on Facebook. I mean, it just kind of depends. Like there's a lot of websites that have a lot of your information. There's truepeoplesearch.com. If you type your name into there. I bet you'll see every address you've ever lived at. There's also another site like been verified. And you know, there's a lot of stuff that's all public information. So I mean, I've had to do my best like wiping everything just so people can't find me. Like I have a PO box that I use for everything because my address got leaked once and it was horrible. It was horrible. I had to move. It was crazy. So there's like a lot of scary stuff that happens. Like even if you have a domain, like a .com or whatever there, you have to like double check because there's a place on the internet that people can type a domain and see who's registered for it. And then it shows like your phone number and your address that you like signed up for godaddy.com with. And I didn't know that. And my good friend Russell was like, I bet I can find your phone number and your address even though you took it off and verified and whatever. And I was like, no, I was like, I've, I've sweep it all the time. He's like, nope, is this your apartment? I was like, oh, so even if you have a .com, like be careful and change it to private information or remove that. Like there's just, I freak out about personal information because I've had weird things happen to me. Like these scammers can just type in, you know, they find some old lady on Facebook, right? And they type her name into whatever. And then they reach out to her kids because now they have their, her kids' names and they're like, hey, are you so-and-so because your mom is in jail? Like they find all this <laughs> stuff and like, you live at such and such address and you're like, well, how would they know that, you know? 
So there's a lot of weird ways that people can get information. Wow. But what about passwords when you forget them? So there's password managers, which I really recommend. So um, I use Dashlane, which is a password manager. And you have like a main mommy password for all of them. And it just kind of generates passwords for you and changes them for you. You just have this main password that you can just never give out. And if you don't have a password manager, just, you know, change them like monthly. Don't ever use the same password for for everything, which is hard because it's like, we all do. Like, I'm not going to (laughs) remember 30 different passwords for other stuff. And if you do, you know, use one of those like quirky symbols, use lowercase and uppercase. But I think, you know, having a password manager is probably the, the best option for security. Perfect. Okay, so I have some other types of scams that I want your opinion on. I guess this isn't always a scam, but what are your thoughts about scalpers? Are they always trustworthy? What are signs mm-hmm. that they are scamming you? What do you think? That gets really tricky. If you ever see on Facebook, there's like an event for a concert. You know, I, I remember on the Lana Del Rey page for the event for her concert, there were like hundreds and hundreds of posts like, hey, I have tickets, I can't go anymore. Does anybody want to buy them off me? And they were all scammers, like every single one of them. It's like, I just wouldn't buy tickets off anyone that you don't know, honestly. And if you don't know them and you really want them, there is a website called ticketswap.com, which is not an ad. (laughs) They're kind of like the middleman. So that if you're like, oh, I don't know, like, I, I really believe this person, but you just never know. Um, you could do it through Ticket Swap, and they're able to verify everything for you to make sure everything's legit on both ends. So that if you're selling, you can for sure know that you're getting paid, and if you're buying, you can know for sure that the the tickets are real. So you kind of just go there to do the transaction, and that will save you every time. So, um, but as far as scalping goes, like anyone who's like price gouging and stuff like that, which is like you're not even supposed to do that people who like make up sob stories like oh no my so my so-and-so died I can't go to this concert blah 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 I just need to get these off my hands like people put like emotion into it to try to make it seem more they'll like rush you you know so just don't buy tickets off someone you don't know and if you do not know them just use ticket swap fair enough yeah and then on top of the scam the chance of the scam of the ticket not being real or whatever the case is, even if you do get the tickets, sometimes events or whatever it might be, the tickets are non-transferable. So you might get mm-hmm. their tickets with their name on it and they will they will not get accepted. Yeah. It's like, if you want to go that bad, just wake up early and buy the tickets yourself. <laughs> yeah. If you were really a fan, you would have gotten them already. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. What about MLM, like multi-level marketing? Um, I feel like people that are part that are members of them are like, you don't get it. They're not a scam, but I feel like they're always a scam. Man, I have so many thoughts on these. The scam is the people who are roping these salespeople in. Like the scam is happening to the people who are now affiliates for these companies. You know what I mean? Those are the real victims because oftentimes the products are great and they're quality and there's nothing wrong with these products and they work but it's just the business model for an MLM is really toxic and can be super financially damaging to people. And it's also really socially toxic. Anyone I know who's in an MLM or been in an MLM and reached out to me, it just makes it awkward, right? I'm like, 
like, oh, you just made this so awkward. And a lot of these people were like, hey girl, want to meet for lunch? Like it's been so long. And you're like, yeah, oh my God, I miss you. Like how sweet. I haven't heard from you in so long. And you meet up for lunch and it's all this big trap to buy these essential oils. And you're like, what? This is so mean. I thought you wanted to see me for me. (laughs) Right. So now this MLM has turned who you thought your friend was into like this fake friend with all these gestures that are not genuine. Sure, she wants to go to lunch, but that's not why. And then you are put in this really awkward position of like, I'm offended and I also don't want this. So now I'm like kind of disgusted in you. So then there's like this whole toxic relationship based on this horrible business model. I do not support the MLM business model. I hate it. And there's this like money loom thing going around right now. I'm sure you've seen that if you've like been on Instagram or Facebook lately. It's this pyramid scheme of like everyone give $100 and the person in the middle gets $800. And then you branch off and make your own group and recruit more people and eventually you'll be moved into the middle and get $800. If you Google airplane scam, it will explain all of it. And it's a Ponzi scheme, obviously. It's like these people have to recruit more and more people. And then once those people can't recruit more people, they lose their $100 and never get their money back. Wow. So I know you mentioned Ponzi scheme. I'm assuming based on what you said, it has to do with recruiting other people. But what exactly is a Ponzi scheme? Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's just another word for pyramid scheme, right? Mm. So it's like you have to buy in to participate in it. And then in order for it to work, you have to keep recruiting people and keep recruiting people and keep recruiting people. And then it just branches out, branches out. And then, you know, the people at the top keep getting paid. And then the people where it trickles down to are just getting completely left over. It's crazy. Got it. Um, Okay. So just circling back to scammers. Um, when you're talking to someone that you can kind of tell is is a scammer, what are some things that you should do in that moment? Should you just say, hey, I'm not interested and hang up? Should you ask them questions about what's going on? Uh, what would you suggest? I would just hang up. Like a lot of people are like, how do you do what you do? And you know, how do you keep them on the phone for so long? I want to do it. And I'm like, listen, I use a masked number and a VPN. And I never like, I, I would never use my actual number to do any of that because some of these scammers are really smart and connected. And it's just like, you never know what they're capable of. So just hang up and tweet me their number and I'll do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, perfect. Good advice because I've noticed more and more of my friends have decided to take it upon themselves to keep the call going and try to scam them. But it's nothing compared to the level that you can do, especially with your voice. So there is an app called RoboKiller that I actually have answer bots on. So it's an app for smartphones that will block spam and scam calls. And uh, what it does is it plays pre recorded answer bots that carry on a, a conversation for as long as possible. Um, and I have some recordings on there and it's really funny. Oh, amazing. <laughs> so it, it blocks your phone from ever ringing on your end and then it will waste the person's time for however long the recording is. <laughs> and they're pretty funny. <laughs> and they have it for texting now too, because I get those stupid scam texts all the time. It's able to block those too now, apparently. Yeah, I've been getting a lot more texts than ever before. And it's even sadder than email. Because if I get an email, sure. But when I get a text, I get excited that someone was thinking of me. I and know. then it's not. That's the real scam. It's like, you have a friend. Psych. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that got sad. But yeah, so those, those are, I think, are a great starting point for questions about scams. What they are, who they are, 
did you want to test what I've learned at all? Yeah, I'm going to ask you a few questions and okay. see if you were paying attention. No, I'm just kidding. I'm so <laughs> what is a money loom or a money circle? Okay, so you said it's like a Ponzi scheme where you have to pay in. I think this, if I'm wrong, I'm going to go on a rant for of nothing, but then you like get a bunch of your friends and say, everybody put in some money and then whoever started it gets like money back and then you have to make a new one and then you get your money back. Yeah. Sounds like a hot mess. Y'all don't do it. <laughs> it so much. It's literally like too complicated for me. Like obviously my whole brand is that I don't know how to do stuff. So to do something <laughs> that requires effort, it's not my thing. So I wouldn't exactly. have gotten involved anyway. <laughs> okay, I got another question. What is spoofing? Spoofing? Did we talk about this? Mm-hmm. We did? <laughs> okay, it's... so spoofing like is when the scammer is able to spoof a real number and call you as your oh. bank, even though it's not really them. So be careful. Always hang up and call them back yourself. I did not realize there was a, a formal term for when yes. they do that. Okay. Spoofing. So. Spoofing, which sounds like a little pet name for my cat. Hey, Spoof. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> that was, you're annoying. Sorry, guys, the interruption by my cat. Okay, um, what is phishing, P-H, phishing? Oh, my gosh, I'm so dumb. I didn't even prepare that question, and that's, like, a totally good one. Oh, here's what I think it is. Selling illegal copies or having illegal copyright. Am I really this wrong? She's <laughs> laughing at me. So phishing with a PH is uh, when you get an email that is asking you to click on something or scaring you into clicking on something. And then all of a sudden your IP address is unmasked and your information is blah, blah, blah. So don't ever click on anything. A phishing email is one of those things. For example, when I got the fake YouTube stuff, like click here to fix the problem or um, hey, we heard that your bank information has been compromised. Click here to log into Wells Fargo and then you click on this weird link and you've been hacked. So, so clicking on the link, just the click opens up stuff. Yeah. That's getting fished. Like you've been, you've okay. been fished. <laughs> you just got fished. <laughs> that's amazing. I wonder what I was talking about, what that's called, like selling illegal copies of stuff. Oh, that's piracy, right? Piracy. Piracy. <laughs> I see what you got fished, you spoof. Piracy. <laughs> wow. Okay, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Also a good thing to know about. You, there you go. It's okay. Yeah. This is this is why I have you here. I think this is so interesting that we can definitely review in a future episode more stuff about scams and yeah. And if anyone has any numbers, you can tweet me at IRL Rosie or find me on YouTube if you just type IRL Rosie or scamming the scammer will bring it up too. <laughs> yeah. And let me tell you guys, you will not be disappointed. They are so entertaining. This is the reason that I reached out to her was because these videos are, you can't miss them. They're so good. You're nice. Uh, well, a little spoof. <laughs> <laughs> is that my new pet name? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much, Rosie. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. If there is a basic task or aspect of life that you cannot grasp, or if you want to learn more about this topic, email howdidigetthisfar at gmail.com and tag at howdidigetthisfarpod on Instagram with your helpful hacks. 
Finally, please give the podcast a rating and review so the show can continue tackling more struggles. But that's as far as we will get for now. I'm Amanda Ogan. Thanks for listening.